Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Well, boo, boo, bee, boo, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. What's up, buddy? Uh, you know, I've had an interesting fucking past couple of days. Let's start with, like, the happy one. I met Brian Posehn. Yeah, man. Yeah. How did how how was that show? Like, I I listen. I've I've seen a little bit of his stand up, and I've seen his guest spots on multiple shows. He's a pretty funny motherfucker. So tall too. He's yeah, I know. He's like dude. six. I think he's like six ten or something. Like he's no, huge. no, no, no. He's not. He's six foot six. But I think he's no longer six foot six because Michael, who went with me to the show, well, technically I went with him. Uh, stood. <laughs> well, I have a photo of the two of them standing next to each other, and Michael looks even taller. No shit. Yeah, but Michael is actually six foot six. So I think Brian is is uh, stunted his growth a little bit. <clears throat> uh, the show is good, man. It was um, it was out the uh, Cobb comedy uh, Cobb's comedy club. According to this, he's uh, six seven. Well, he's I'm not. Just, no, no, I'm just telling you what the thing says. But go ahead. I mean, his the the talent that exudes from him is six foot seven. Let's put it that way. But uh, <laughs> the uh, so I don't know, like a week and a half ago, Michael invited me to go to the show and I asked Steph, if she want to go. So we were like, yeah, we're all going to go. And um, dude, there was, it was like a trek to get to San Francisco. It wasn't like, Oh, let's just get on BART and we're there. Uh, because all the, all the BART stations are just spread around San Francisco. Mm. So like where the comedy club is, is North beach, which is San Francisco's little Italy. And there's no BART stations there. So like literally, and I had completely forgot about the show and I looked it up and I was like, Oh fuck. It's like tomorrow. And I'm like texting Michael. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, how are we doing this? Like I was supposed to record and, and you know, and I could be done by seven and we could all meet. He's like, no, dude, like, we're all, like, meeting at this place at, like, two. And I'm like, at two? He's like, yep. I'm like, okay. He's like, all right, maybe four. I'm like, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So then, obviously, I, you know, I had to, I needed a break anyways because I was getting ready for uh, mom's thing, which is in part what we're talking about today. The the irony uh, is you can't, the one week you cancel Rico's reads, I got, like, seven messages, like, where the fuck is Rico? <laughs> From people who really? are like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Where the fuck have you guys been? Like reach no, out they're, to no, me. No, no, no. They're, they're they're the people that typically show up from time to time. Like circle through. Like I think Mark sent me one. Jess sent me one. Seven's an exaggeration, but like I I got quite a few. Well, it's good to know that when I make a tweet announcing I'm postponing a thing, that y'all pay attention. Well, you know what? I think I think sometimes. And then I, I I think this even about my own personal tweets. I think tweets get lost sometimes in people's feeds or whatever. Like if you have a lot of followers, sometimes I think a tweet will never come mm-hmm. up in your feed. You know, so. Well, I apologize for postponing, but I needed some laughs. Oh no, nobody um, was upset. They were just like, "What happened?" <laughs> you know. 
I, I, I needed some laughs. So yeah. we, we, t- uh, Stephanie and I and, and Michael and his girlfriend and a couple of his buddies, we took the ferry to San Francisco, which is, I, I had never done that. So that was interesting. Was it cool uh, or is it like me? It was cool. It, it, it was like, I mean, I'm not a big boat guy and I, I'm kind of iffy about the water. I, I, I like boats. I just don't like like deep sea shit. But like going across the bay or something like that, that'd be pretty awesome. You know, it was it was cool. Um, it, there, there's a whole new like function of how to like buy a ticket for the ferry. You don't just go up and buy a ticket. I don't know if it was COVID or if they were just trying to like try something new or if this is how it always is. But essentially you had to like download the like an app to huh. buy tickets while you're on the fucking yacht. So like we're all on the yacht, things are already moving and we're like, is this free? Like, well, I don't understand. And then the guy like came over and was like, you got to download this app. You got to buy your tickets, but don't activate it until you're like leaving because it has a time limit. And if like shit goes wrong, like if we're stuck or if we're delayed, then you actually lose your money. Like, it was so weird how they're like, basically activate your tickets on your phone as you're walking out and show it to the conductor. Okay. So that's what we did. That's that is a little. That's a little odd. I don't know if it was a COVID thing or like, if it, I don't. Do you, I don't, I don't, I don't how do you know. ride this thing if you don't have a smartphone? Like seriously. Right. You have to like have. You have to like pay cash to somebody who has a phone. I guess is essentially yeah, I, how it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's a screwy fucking way of doing it. Um. So then we uh, we went to a place and you know had a couple drinks and blah blah blah. And the fucked up thing is that it's not like Steph and I knew what the plan was. It's not like we were all Ubering to places. So we did a lot of walking. So, like, we would get kind of buzzed and then we would just sweat and, like, (laughs) heave and just, like, go up these fucking hills in San Francisco, which is just everywhere. Right. And then finally we got to the comedy store. And uh, that was like there was two opening acts, which I did not expect. I thought it was just gonna. I, I suspected there would have been one. Yeah, typically uh, the, there's one. Two's a little unique. I I was I don't know I but they were both very good. Um, I didn't catch their names, but the first guy, who was sort of the MC of the evening, looked and sounded like Jack Black, except he was actually funny. <laughs> Dude. I've actually seen Jack Black do some stand up. It's not terrible. It really isn't, you know. This guy fucking did a whole bit based on like he he made an opera song, like a, a like a fucking he did a whole opera bit, but he called it Robo Copra. So okay. he did a whole he like wrote lyrics in operatic like style and told the story of RoboCop. It was like you know, uh, dead or alive, you are coming with me. My name's RoboCop, but really, Alex Murphy. Like, shit like that. It was pretty fucking funny. Uh, we were all fucking dying. And then uh, another woman popped on. And she would be the first to say this. I'm not, like, saying anything she didn't say. But she was the most, like, San Francisco comedian I've ever if if you could ever make a stereotypical San Francisco comedian mm-hmm. with like every fucking stereotype imaginable, it would be this this woman because she's gay, she's Asian, she looks vegan as fuck, and she even said like I'm not a vegan, but I totally get mistaken for being a vegan. 
Like it was just everything rolled into one and, and she was really funny. And then, uh, Brian Posehn came on and he had some com- great, you said the comedy store, was it Cobb's comedy club? I, yeah, it was Cobb's. I said Cobb's. No, you said the comedy store. You did. You I mean- said, well, I said Cobb's earlier, but I didn't know if, I didn't know if it was called Cobb's comedy store or uh, okay. Cobb's comedy. Gotcha. No, I'm just, I'm, cause I was trying to look up the show to see who was with him. If it would say it, that's all good. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know who the opening acts. I, I completely missed their names because there was a lot of chatter and like everyone's a lot of people were not wearing masks. So well, they that was Cal- also an adjustment. They opened up California on Tuesday. So. I know, but that's still really weird for me because like, well, technically I wasn't going to be completely fully vaccinated until the 19th. Like I had my two vaccinations, but I was like, technically if I got COVID, I would I would be ninety nine percent covered, but not a hundred percent covered. Yeah. So I was still feeling a little weird about like just walking around without a mask. It was super fucking weird. Um, but then Brian Posehn, you know, lumbered on fucking. I, I I used that because he literally like it was like seeing fucking Bigfoot, just like a big <laughs> yeah, bearded a, yeah, lumbering big, big, dude. Yeah, yeah. And he and he would make jokes about it, like how his wife is always screaming uh, when, like, he comes in the room. She's like, oh, my... It's just like, you chose this Bigfoot. Like, why are you still, like, scared of me? You know? (laughs) Right. Um, He did have one joke that, like, kind of got me, but it was really fucking funny. He said, you know, I lost my mom in 2019. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I I feel for you, man. Like, I, I get it. And he's like, yeah, it's all right. We found her. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like chuckling and, and immediately like Michael's girlfriend was like patting me on the arm. Like that's fucked up. Are you okay? And I'm like, look, that was fucked up, but that was pretty funny. <laughs> like of all the people to really fucking like find the humor of that joke. It was me in that fucking yeah, I place. Mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's an interesting weekend to do it, but I mean, like, you have to, you know what I mean? Like you have to get to right. a point where you just start finding that because. <laughs> um, at one point someone like he's doing his bit about smoking marijuana and like someone offered him a vape, like a, like a fucking marijuana vape pen mm-hmm. right in the front row. And, he, and everyone's like, hit it, hit it. He's like, don't worry. I'll fucking hit it. Just give me a, I'm trying to tell my, my fucking jokes here. And then he started going off and telling a joke, and then everyone's like, yeah, fuck the joke. Hit that pen. He's like, oh, God, fine. So he grabs the guy's pen and starts fucking like, I was like, that's the most San Francisco thing. Yeah. It's just like smoking weed, essentially, on stage. Yeah. And and then everyone's like, hold it in. He's like, I got it. Like, he's just like, I yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you ever, um, you ever seen Stephen Wright, the comedian... I've never seen him live, but I know Stephen. Really, I'm sure you've seen him like on. You've seen like video of him performing, right? You've seen him. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Hussein strikes me as like a modern day Stephen Wright. Um, not really. Brian Hussein is is if you took Patton Oswalt and made him bigger. Okay, no, no, because the way, and I understand he was acting, but it, the character he plays in The Big Bang Theory is very Stephen Wright. I always that imagine That wouldn't, that wouldn't he, surprise me. 
Yeah, and he he imag I imagined he did his stand up very similar. His stand up delivery was similar. Brian Posehn uh, was in that this movie, uh, the five year engagement. Did you see it? Uh, no, but I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So there's a portion where Jason Segel is like he and his and uh, uh, what's her name Rose Rose Byrne, I think. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, who the fuck is it? It's uh, it's uh, fuck. The the new Mary Poppins. What the fuck is oh um, shit? Now I have to look because that's gonna hurt. Right? Me. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> aren't we a movie podcast? God damn yeah, it! We something like shit. that. Fuck me. Anyways, they're they're a couple and they keep postponing their engagement for multitude of reasons. Emily Blunt. Thank you. Um, it's a weed name. I should fucking know that <laughs> for, for this it's joke. A weed you know. Name. Uh, uh, so they go to like fucking. Ohio or Colorado or Michigan or something like, and he's live. They originally live in San Francisco and he's a high stakes chef. So he moves for her to go to this, uh, to be a professor at a fucking college that like want her in like Indiana or whatever the fuck. And so the only jobs he can get is basically working in a deli and he works for Brian Posehn or he works, he works with Brian Posehn's character and Posehn gives this fucking great, like monologue about how you could pickle anything and you can literally pickle anything. It's astounding. He's like, I pickled a bunch of weed. That was a waste of weed. It's as it turns out. <laughs> and <laughs> I fucking died, man. And and he was great this night, but you know me, I, I have to, you know, try and fucking cater to the, the stars and, and be like, well, you want to be in my podcast? And, I didn't realize it, but I was pretty much a fucking NASCAR just decked out with pot of skew. No, I I saw you sent us or, or you sent a video I, that I'm assuming Steph shot that. Yeah, St- yeah, Steph filmed it, but I was uh, I but I didn't plan for it. I happened to be wearing a pot of skew mask. I was wearing a pot of skew white uh, tank top. Oh, were you? I didn't a, see that. I and a hoodie. <laughs> Nice. And hey, you should be fucking wearing the brand when you're out, motherfucker. For the most part, I do, but like this was like it was get... like I was I was really trying to advertise that. Like, see, I'm not unemployed. You know, we got we got to get you an Odd Pods, uh, some Odd Pods swag. That's what we got to get you next. Yeah, uh, it, that'll be that'll be next on the list. It, it's out there. So, so sure enough, like he comes lumbering out. And what happened was, like, I'm, like, without going into details, there was some arguing um, amidst our group. And it was just, like, you know, alcohol and tension and all that shit. And there, some guys we're with are literally arguing over the stupidest shit. And somehow I got kind of involved in it. And then I realized that Brian Posehn is, like, behind them. And I said, yeah, fuck you guys and your argument. Brian Posehn's over there. I'm going to go say hi, you fucking idiots. And that's exactly what I said. And I'm sure that went over a while. Oh, they don't give a fuck. They were were too. I mean, so they, um, so Brian's there and I'm talking to him and well, actually, dude, I said the stupidest thing to him. It was like, it was a total Chris Farley, like show type of thing. Oh no. Doesn't matter. I mean, not to mention he's like a foot. It it looks like he's a foot and a hat taller than me. Yeah. I saw it. Like I'm used to being short around Michael, but like, Michael's, you know, got muscle and, and, and meat. This dude looks like he ate Michael. <laughs> and he's got, like, a big beard. Like, it's kind of like... Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's Gandalf. You fucking respect Gandalf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, I go up and I'm like, hey, so if I could pit myself for a second. And he says, uh-huh. And I'm like, so I do a podcast. And he's you can see the video that I sent you. He nods the whole time. Yeah, he's, he's not just... like a, he's not being a dick. He's very, yeah. very friendly and very nice. But he's intimidating as all hell. That's what's sure. fucked up. The, the, the funniest thing for me for the video and I don't know if you've caught this, but as you finish up whatever you're saying and you turn around and walk away, because Steph caught you for about a half a second after you were done, right? Mm-hmm. There's someone behind you that goes, so, hey, I have this podcast, and then the video cuts off. Really? So immediately after you do it, someone pitched him the same thing. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah. Maybe I someone don't... was fucking with me. No, no, Maybe... I don't. I don't. It didn't. The little bit that I could hear, because the video stops, but the little bit that I could hear didn't come across like, oh, let me make fun of that guy. It was more of like, hey, I've got this podcast, you know, so. I, I miss that. Yeah, it but, was so I, funny. I, so I go up to him and he's nodding and I said, so I do a podcast. Here's the sticker. And he's looking at the sticker. And I said, no, no, it's for you. He's like, oh, okay. And he takes He takes it. And then I said, you know, we just want to invite you to come on. Uh, and then I said, you know, I'll, uh, this is the stupidest thing I said. I said, I'll tweet at you on Twitter. <laughs> like, not I'll tweet at you on Facebook. Like, I'll tweet at you, you know, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and, and he nods his head and kind of like grins and like laughs. But like, that, that was definitely me like, oh my God, I saw you in a movie. You're uh, in the head. Well, all I can say is thank you, Chris. Um, you know. Who? Chris. Chris. Yeah, being the eater Farley and everything. Um, oh, I, all right, that took me a second. Um, just a little bit. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I, I tweeted at him from the show's account. And, uh, you know, did you? No, I don't think no I response. saw that one. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. He made a whole joke about how he has like a total man crush on the rock. And he does this great bit about like, I was like, I love the rock and my girlfriend, my wife gives me shit for it, you know? And he's like, because he had this whole back and forth between him and the rock on Twitter, Mm. how like the rock went back through like a previous tweet that Brian tweeted at him and then brought it back up again. Mm. And, and so he's like, Oh my God, the rock like liked my shit. And so I, in our tweet, I wrote like Brian could be our The Rock, <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> hoping he'll get the inside joke. But yeah, I don't know yeah. if he looked at it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Brian, if you're listening, you're you're a funny dude. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I haven't seen a lot of his stand up, but I'm a fan of his just because a little bit. I had like I've seen him, like I said, do spots on Big Bang Theory and a couple other sitcoms. But he also did a. Um, there used to be this show on VH1 that I'm sure you never watched, but it was it's called That Metal Show. And I know of that. Yeah. I know of the show. I never watched it. Right. And it's three metalheads. Two of them are uh, comedians. I'm blanking on names right now for whatever reason. But but Brian is a huge metal fan. Like, I know that. He was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, I think. I, I thought it's uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, I think it was Maiden. But yeah, no, he's a huge metalhead. And, um,. So he's been on that show where he's not doing a stand-up routine, but he's not playing a role either. And he was funny as fuck 
there too. So, Dude, yeah. I, I, he told this bit that was so goddamn funny. He's like, look, I, I'm a big dude, but I try to be nice. But people don't look past it. They just see this giant Sasquatch dude. And he said, I, I, he's like, I legit scared the fuck out of a woman who was working out at the fucking hotel gym that I was staying at. And, you know, I was, I just finished a set. It was really late, but I had a lot of energy. So I wanted to go work out. And he's like, and he's like, what's really fucked up is that the lights are censored, mm. like sensory yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not saying the lights were censored, they couldn't say fuck because that's not a thing. But so a woman is wearing, uh, is like, you know, on the, uh, you know, uh, on the fucking treadmill, and he, this fucking lumbering seven foot dude, fucking comes into frame, and the fucking lights turn on scare the shit out of her because all she saw was black and then Brian Posehn and <laughs> he's wearing fucking like headphones blasting death metal and he saw she screamed from fright but he couldn't hear the scream he's like you know how fucked up it is to see someone screaming in terror but you can't hear the scream he's like it's way worse than actually having someone scream in fright and you could hear it. Yeah. And then he, and then he said, he said, in, you know, I was trying to be comforting. So I said, don't be scared. <laughs> and then he says, it's okay. I'm wearing tennis shoes. Like, like trying to let her know yeah, I'm yeah, here yeah. to work out. Yeah. But all, but hours later, he, or in minutes later, he realized he just basically said, Go ahead and try and run. I'll catch up. <laughs> right. Don't be scared. It was the funniest fucking bit, dude. Um, so that was cool. That was a fun night. And so then, if I can get sad, uh, yesterday we all said goodbye to my mother. Yeah. Um, so that was a thing. <laughs> uh, and it, it worked. It was it was well done. Like everything went perfect for the most part. There was no problems with sound. There was no problems with with guests showing up. People showed up when they could. We had a big, huge parking space. So and everybody who like the 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 city of Port Costa, which mom worked at uh, for the past five years, was incredibly supportive and incredibly generous with their time. Um, they're the community. Um, one of mom's friends own, they, they own a, uh, a restaurant and they just fucking cooked like a bunch of fries and chicken sandwiches and pulled pork sandwiches. And it was pretty much like free for all. Like, I'm, I'm sure there was some money like in the background that I oh, don't I'm sure know about. Like, yeah. 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 Like no one came to me asking like, Hey, so you owe fucking blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, my, my guess everybody's... Maxwell or someone in his clan probably all that probably um but they were i mean the food was great everyone like i had like one drink and then everyone kept coming up to me be like have you eaten anything you should eat something you really should eat something i'm like i'm not drunk i had one drink like yeah but you're gonna get drunk so you should eat something now well i mean were they wrong (laughs) they were not wrong there you go i mean like it was one thing of like staff being like you should have some fucking food and i'm like you're right i should but I didn't. And then I, and then I, I, I don't think she did, but it was almost like Steph was like telling everybody to tell me 
make sure Rico eats some fucking food because I had like Joe and Michael. Joe came out. Joe came into town from L.A. Nice. Um, my cousin Jared, he was there, and he was oh, just nice. like, "Hey, man, have you have you had a chicken sandwich yet?" I'm like, "What the fuck? Am I not fat enough, guys? Like, are you See, serious?" With, with Jared, I would have responded, "Hey, motherfucker, you been on pot? Are you coming on get vocal again, or what?" <laughs> at, what I did was I yelled at him and said, "Why don't you eat a fucking sandwich, you skinny fuck?" <laughs> And he said, I did. It was delicious. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's fair. Right, and and look, I, eventually I caved in. I ate this fucking sandwich. It was delicious. Yeah. Really fucking good. Um, so then, so the first part of the venue from like 12 to about 2 was at the restaurant. And they had a big kind of outside seating area with sort of a stage. Not a stage, but it was like you, like a sort of like ranch steps. It, it looks very ranchy kind of area um and they and we had microphones and speakers maxwell brought literally his entire fucking speaker setup that he does for his band practice just like i i have all the equipment sure so we um uh my quote-unquote auntie kim you know my mom's like best friend from my childhood and shit ah, ah. when you no, no, the way the way okay the way you said that didn't sound like auntie like Aunt, like my aunt Kim, it sounded like my auntie, mm. like my like like the the like like my aunt, like auntie hero. That's how it sounded. I'm oh no, no 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 no, my, my auntie. Like, aunt, yeah, no, no I I follow now, but no, I got it. But it, the way you first said it, I was thinking like auntie Kim. Like I got to what, right. what now? <laughs> um. So she started off and and gave a really good like impromptu speech and all about her and Nancy as kids and and. She held it together, and then I, uh, I was the second one, and I delivered my, um, more or less my eulogy, which I actually will read at the end of this. I sent it to you privately. You know what it is. There yep. are some people that have not heard it, um, <laughs> and then uh, you know a couple other people came up. Uh, Stephanie actually went up, which was very surprising. Oh, nice. Um, and I and I asked her this, and I don't think she's going to hate me for saying this, but I think she went up because she was expecting everyone to expect her to go up. And she was like, I think she was getting anxiety for not going up there. So she's like, I have to go up now. Mm. Um, and, and at one point, she almost lost it. And I ran up and, you know, stood next to her and held her hand while we, and I kind of riffed with her telling stories. Um, and then... You know, Joel and Alex and their families arrived and Michael showed up and, you know, it was it, like a, I was surrounded by a lot of love and support. I did get some random strangers that I didn't know coming up to me and, you know, that's going to happen at an event like that, though, you know, like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was expecting it. Um, This motherfucker, though, there was one guy. I didn't know him, but he obviously knew my mom. I think he was just one of the bar patrons. He and I could barely understand him because he had like no fucking teeth except for like one off to the right and shit. And like, what the fuck? He came up to me. He's like, yeah, man, my mom, you know, died eight years ago and it's still really hard. And I kind of at that point was kind of a little drunk. And I said, well, thanks for the fucking heads up, buddy. And and he and I didn't mean to fucking be so like volatile with my words, but. Him basically saying, it never gets any easier. You're going to be miserable. I look at me. My mom died eight years ago. I'm like, well, fuck you, dude. Thanks. 
like, thanks for fucking being honest, I guess. But can you like, could you have told me in eight years when I know that by now? <laughs> you have to tell me now on of today of all fucking days. Like, and like the dude had this look of like, I, I can't believe you snapped at me. And I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck you are, man. Sorry. And I kind of sauntered off. Um, what else? Uh, we, uh, mom had a, a private spot that I actually kept avoiding going to whenever she would take a cigarette break. She would literally cross the train tracks because the train would just like the train tracks were right there, uh, next to the warehouse that she worked at. And there would, there, there would be the water. She would be like sitting on like rocks and like the pier and just like looking at the water and waiting for the boats to go by. And she would yell every time a boat would go by. She's like big boats. And I was like, First off, I cannot imagine mom found any spot to be quiet. Like, it doesn't seem like Nancy to find any place to be quiet. And then to prove my fucking point, she was not quiet at her quiet private spot. She's screaming at fucking boats. <laughs> like, so before that, in the parking lot, there was a... um. Like it, it's like the size. It's like a small building. It looks like the size of an outhouse or a, uh, um, but it's it wasn't. It was just some w- small white building, but someone had painted a mural of of Nancy. Like you know, uh, there's a photo of her with the fucking unicorns fucking shirt, and so they drew that picture on the back of it. I actually posted it on Twitter. <clears throat> so then, me, Michael, and Joe, just like the. Th- Three of them. There was one other guy. Well, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name, but we we crossed the tracks. If I was like, if it's who I think it is, I've been promoting the crap out of that song, so I don't see why not, unless it's not that same person. Uh uh-uh. no 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 no. He uh, Ian had not arrived yet. Okay, because I've been uh, I've been promoting the crap out of that song and the reason good. for um, it. So yeah. Um, no, there was someone else, but I just don't know if I'm. Okay, if yeah, I yeah. If it's somebody else, then sure. I got it. But Go we ahead. we crossed the tracks. I was like the fat kid from Stand By Me crossing the train tracks. You I'll haven't seen the movie, but you'll yeah. once you watch that, you'll fucking remember this, and you'll be like, <laughs> I get it now. Um, and we, you know, and there was like people sitting on Nancy's spot, and someone actually had tagged it with graffiti saying Nancy. Aww. Like, so it was designated that is Nancy's spot. And I had to kind of awkwardly, like, because I'm, it was too, like, young African-American girls just sitting there and I'm kind of lumbering along with a bunch of dudes. And I said, Hey, uh, so my mom died and this was her favorite spot. Do you mind if we just kind of like look here for a minute? Like, Oh no, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry to like depress you, but like bunch of guys just walking towards you in your direction, looking right at you. Like I'm wearing tennis shoes. Like don't (laughs) scream, don't run. Like it was, it was kind of that situation. (laughs) And I even and literally she was sitting with her leg draped over the end for Nancy. And mm. I said, Yeah, your leg is on my mom's name. Like, I'm not making this up. And then she's like, Oh, that's cool. They didn't fucking move, which kind of annoyed me. I mean, I kind of made this whole preface. I'm like, Yeah, this is my mom's private spot. I kind of want to just look at it. Oh no, that's cool. You can hang out here. Yeah, I don't want you here, but all right. Like, the fuckers. It's fine. God damn it. So we all had a private but public fucking moment of silence. Um, and then, you know, we we from from that, we moved over to the warehouse, which was had a lot of outside seating and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
it was hard, CJ. It was, you know, it was a imagine. lot of tears. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it was, you know, there. Were, I really started losing it around like six thirty. All you know, all the emotion just started flooding out. Like I had cried throughout the day, but sure. it was really like hard to hold back anything at that point. I listen. It, it, I hope for you, buddy, and I'm not saying that you're just perfectly fine now and i wouldn't expect that that would be unrealistic right but i would hope you know like with me when when my dad died i i got to a point day of where like i just had that had to be the day you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that was it and now i have the rest of my life to live that doesn't mean you forget him or you don't care or whatever you know yeah. but you just got to move forward with life and and I don't know her very well, Rico. I'm not going to sit here and, and blow smoke and act like I do because I don't. But the little bits that you've told me about, I don't know, very little of it, I got to interact with her. I don't think that's what she would want for you, for you to be sitting around being miserable the rest of your life about the fact that this happened. Do you know what I mean? Of like that's, that's yeah, yeah. the yeah. last thing I think she'd want. Ron, on the other hand, probably wants you every day at the land going, hey, man, I miss you. You, you know? So. Uh, that, that's and, that's and, and, probable. And bring me a cigarette, like you know, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like that. That's the difference between the two. But I, I don't, I don't see Nancy wanting that for you. No, you're you're absolutely right, Nancy. Nancy would want me to be happy. Um, and and you know, I I know I'm. I think from for myself because I have been doing better the last six months. You know, it, it's been I, a, you yeah, know, an uphill I've, battle. Sure. I've noticed the difference. Um, but it was just like <laughs> my my brothers texted me like, how are you doing? And I said, the fucking bitch is everywhere. Like, I'm crying. She's fucking everywhere. And there was like photos of her everywhere. There well, was it's going to be a day like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, when I break down, I, I'm not embarrassed. I let my emotions go. Um. It was just I, I felt like I had was doing so well and then I took ten steps back. Like it felt like how I felt six months ago. But it, and I know I know yeah. it's a I know it's not fair of me to do that to myself, but that's how I felt. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's it's going to on a day like that. Do you know what I mean? Like of course it's gonna feel that way on a day like right. yesterday. So And yeah. and you know, it wasn't just when I went up for my speech, it was, you know, when my my actual aunt, my my mother's younger yeah. sister, and that was hard. That was really fucking sure. hard to watch her just like not. She's like Nancy was always my protector. That's that really mm. fucking hit us. Um, a lot of people were very sweet. One guy actually, uh, he went up and he had worked with Nancy, and he didn't have cable. But the warehouse TV does have cable. So he would go over to watch The Walking Dead. And unbeknownst to me, because The Walking Dead is not a show Nancy would ever watch. Right. But they were watching The Walking Dead together like every goddamn week. And he's and he's saying this on stage, and I fucking yell out, That bitch, she never watched it with me. I tried to get her to watch it, that fucker. (laughs) And (laughs) it starts to make me wonder if she actually listened to Potterskew once. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, I was trying. Not not sober. Let's put it that way. She may have done it high and then forgot. Um, so then uh, my buddy Ian, who uh, you've been playing his song, yep. uh, he showed up. And he 
I hadn't seen Ian in like 10 years and he's exactly the same, but completely fucking different. Like he's, he's just a, he's just a well-adjusted dude. And he was, the dude's got wit and he, and he like razor sharp, quick wit. And he just started telling like the funniest stories, nothing about my mom or, or just like how he and I were, yeah. what we were like in high school. And he had us all cracking up. And when I met him, like he was kind of very straight edge and, yeah, you know, you've told yeah. kind you've, of not. Yeah, you told me um, you, you've told us about that before and how like he was like skinny fuck and then one day he was just like I'm gonna get yoked and then he became like fucking Mr. Universe and shit. Not Mr. Universe, but he definitely put on some fucking muscle. Right. And he was well, like yeah. he always had like long shoulder length hair. Now he's got like it's it's short and like quaffed and he's a musician now and blah blah like he's he, a you damn know, he's good musician too. For yeah. the record. Very much so. Um, so he and Joe and I, and Michael and I, we all, they kind of, I I'm grateful for this. They kind of took me out of there because I started breaking down really hard. Mm. So I just said, to them, I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And they're like, we gotcha. We're, we're taking you to fucking Oakland. We're getting you drunk. You're gonna have some fun. And then gradually it just, the, the group sort of dissipated. Um, but Ian and his girlfriend hung out with us at our house and hung out for like an hour and we ate some pizza and that was it. Oh. And then I was at that point very drunk and I just had to go to sleep. Um, so yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I tried to give a moment last night on the radio as well. I heard that I was at the bar and Steph texted me and said in about 20 minutes, you're going to want to go on the radio show and listen. Um, and I did. And I texted you. I'm like, yeah. did I make it? And you're like, yeah, you made it. And so I'm staying there outside having a cigarette and the song Nancy with the laughing play, uh, laughing face. First off, I told my group, I'm like, I, I'm going to have to go outside and listen to this because it's a loud bar. I can't hear anything. Sure. And I said, I'm going to have to excuse myself. And like, Michael's like, why? And I'm like, well, because, you know, CJ's putting on some music and I think I know he's like, he's putting on Nancy with the fucking laughing face, isn't he? I said, I don't know. But it wasn't probably. just the song, though. It was, it was about the, the the sentiment that I passed on. When, no, you know, I, so. I understood. I totally yeah. understood. Michael was cracking jokes. Be like, if I see CJ, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, that motherfucker. Heaven, heaven, <laughs> heaven, he hasn't suffered enough today. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't meant. No, yeah. I, I, we, we were all busting your balls that you and you weren't even aware of it. Yeah. But. <laughs> But I'm standing there, I'm listening, and Michael looks at me and says, you must hate this fucking song by now. Because I sang it yesterday. I know I know you did. and and But I didn't have anything better to go with. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know. It is the, per- look, there, honestly, there is no other fucking perfect song. It's right. Frank Sinatra to, like, rub it in my mom's face. <laughs> and it's called Nancy with the Laughing Face, which is, right. like, exactly who she was. Right. And so when I when I started my song, Everyone was like, oh, so, and I modified some lyrics because, yeah, like, you said you were going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and instead of like my Nancy with the laughing face, I was like, my mommy with the laughing face. But I actually, at that precise moment, I actually couldn't get through the final word. Mm. I stopped. So I, I just turned away from the audience and I just put the mic down. I, I, I just, that, I, I made it like 99%. Like there was just that one final word, and I couldn't do it. I called a victory. I wasn't. I wasn't sweating. Oh yeah. I, I um. But no, there was a failure. The fucking all of a sudden, the goddamn hell's angels decide to fucking 
motorcycle past and rev their fucking engines at the last line of me singing. So I had to stand there for like eight seconds, just like looking awkwardly at the fucking audience. And we're all just like, those motherfuckers, pieces of shit. And the fucked up thing is they probably were like driving by to like salute Nancy. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, Rev, Rev, we miss you, Nancy. I'm like, fuck Rev, you, I'm trying to do some shit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, so. I also actually played something for you on Thursday, but it wasn't as um, that significant. It was uh, That's Amore by Dean Martin. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so not not nearly as like significant, but certainly no. gave you a shout out when it played. So, Well, I appreciate that. Of course. Um, uh, did you have anything you want to? Um... No, dude. This is this is about you and what you what you were doing. So I'm just here as the uh, the counterbalance. The, the recorder. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm you know a little calm, but I mean my, what am I going to say? I mean I can't really sit here and actively crack jokes that you know. <laughs> my mom, you know, you know, short of trying to do my boo boo bee boo impression, I can't really crack <laughs> a joke here. You know so. <sighs> All right, so here's the eulogy, and I'll have to explain a couple things. So I said, good afternoon. Good afternoon, because no one said good afternoon when I said good afternoon, and I knew that was going to happen, so I had to have everyone yell good afternoon back at me. And I said, now that Nancy is gone, we have to be a little louder to fill the silence. I'm going to try and get through this as best as I can, like Nancy telling me a long story when she's stoned and forgets her place. If I tend to get a little wordy up here, don't blame me. I got it from Nancy. I got a lot from her. Her sense of humor, her warmth, her ability to charm a room, and of course her humbleness. That was a slow burn for that joke. People like it, I waited like a good three seconds, then people started getting it, and then everyone just started fucking guffawing. Uh, what I didn't get was her height. For years, both my parents told me I would be six feet. And then my brothers would stop beating me up. Turns out Italian genes are more active than Norwegian. My mom was the strongest person I knew. She worked her whole life, spending long hours in the service, service industry. She easily charmed so many people and had the talent to call people on their shit, and they would still appreciate her for it. For years, at many bars and restaurants, you could find me sitting in a corner, coloring and eating chicken strips while Nancy worked. Every person who walked in was told to meet Nancy's son, and she did it with such pride and gusto. She also used my presence there so that certain patrons would try to be on their best behavior in front of me. Sometimes it worked. Mom was easily the most emotional person I knew. Everything was 11 for her. If she was happy, dogs could hear her high-pitched gasp for air as she laughed uncontrollably all the way out in Russia. When she was sad, mom let the tears flow, but still always retained a smile on her face. And when mom was mad, she was fucking mad. I suddenly can't remember any incidents of her, specifically her getting mad at me for some reason. She never hit me, but she loved to tell a story to, perf to perfect strangers about how she spanked me when I was, quote, halfway out of a window. Apparently, I told her I would report her to child services. And then I ad-libbed, that's white privilege right there. <laughs> when I was 13, on my birthday, mom threw me a party at the Baltic. And that's where she met Mike Maxwell. 
According to Maxwell, he overheard Nancy complaining about me being a new teenager and driving her nuts, and she wanted to smack me. Maxwell, in his very first conversation with Nancy, told her she had to have a reason to smack me. And somehow, that was the start of a relationship I've been incredibly fortunate to witness and be a part of. Thank you, Maxwell, for defending me then and supporting me now. On December 26th, 2020, two of the worst things that could ever happen to me happened to me. Mom died unexpectedly around 9 a.m., and around five hours earlier, I watched an awful, horrible, fucked-up film called The Family Stone. You're all going to have to indulge me for just a little longer as I tell you the crazy connection of The Family Stone and my mom. First off, spoilers, it's a Christmas film, and the mom and the family dies. Okay. So that's weird and random that I watched this film for the first time and then my mom dies around Christmas. Around 15 years ago, mom found me a can of film at a flea market. She knew I loved movies and got it for me. After a week or so of crying and drinking, we went and helped Maxwell go through some of mom's things, including some leftover stuff of mine. We found that film. Written on it was stamped the Family Stone trailer. What in the serious fucking hell? The irony is mom probably would have loved that movie, but I will never subject my eyes to it again. It's sad. It's hard. I miss my mom. And I feel for all of us. It really does warm me up to see how many people came for her. I'm not at all surprised, as mom was always there for all of you. Whether it was a phone call, a text, or just her showing up at your house Mom could and would be there. If you were sick, mom would bring you chicken soup. If she noticed your place was dirty, she had a vacuum in her car. She was immensely supportive, yet she still never listened to a single episode of my podcast, Podescue. She told me that if she wanted to hear me and my friend cry about comic book movies, she'll just come see me. This didn't stop her from randomly telling me that she was about to start her own podcast and was asking me for advice. And guidance. I have jokingly told her she wasn't allowed to start her own until she listened to at least one episode. She told me I talked too much and that my episodes were too long. I remind her that it once took her 45 minutes to tell me a story that was easily five minutes long, mostly because she would light a joint and then stare at me quizzically like she was waiting for me to finish the story she forgot. <sighs> and I will. All of us will have to. Mom's life story was incomplete, so it's up to all of us to continue writing her story. Every time you think of her, do something she would do. When you go on a trip, please keep my mom's memory alive by saying her name out loud. Every time you hear a song you suspected she liked, exclaim woohoo at the top of your lungs like only she could. Please. Help me finish her book. It's too soon to close it and put it away. <laughs> Finally, I get to have the final say and the last laugh, and I'm going to try and sing a song by an artist that mom grew to despise over my years, Frank Sinatra. The song, perfectly titled, is called Nancy with the Laughing Face. I love you, Mom. Hey. 
If I don't see her each day I miss her Gee, what a thrill Each time I kiss her Believe me, I've got a case On Nancy With a laughing face 